0: Game
1: Time Decisions. All right, let's roll. Game Time Decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. I am Gabriel Morenzi, kicking it uh, from location 319. Over the last uh, two months or so, literally and figuratively, We're kicking it on the fourth floor of Studio 34. The countdown is on the National Football League. Regular season set to kick off in a little bit uh, more than uh, 24 hours' uh, time. There's a ton of line movement in this football game. Everybody's liking the the Atlanta Falcons, and it's starting to feel like a trap um, that everybody's liking the Atlanta Falcons as much as people do like the Atlanta Falcons. Let's bring in the raging redhead, uh, Cam Stewart, uh cam throwing it down countdown is on cam's fired up for the start of the nfl what's up cam
2: what's happening marazzi good good i was getting a little bit worried there i didn't hear you i just heard some static but we're right through now we're ready to rock buddy. yeah you said it that uh that's that falcon game it's going all the way down if you liked atlanta earlier man you got that four and a half that looks ju- juicy put it in your back pocket because you're not going to get that now this game might go to like uh minus uh, like a pickup pick them by the time it's uh kicking off buddy yeah, I think uh, I think they'll be buyback
1: uh, with Philadelphia soon. And in and, and all actuality, it's a strange game. The public is just sort of loaded up on this, and everybody's betting on Atlanta. But now that it's down to a, to a point, you know, you have three points. You put three points solely for home field advantage. So now, just mathematically, there there suddenly becomes a little bit of value uh, with the Philadelphia Eagles uh, in this spot. Nick Foles, of course, will be starting. Um, you know. I, I, the, the Super Bowl, we've talked about this, the Super Bowl champions have been dominant ever since they basically went to this NBC Thursday night opening game um, to the tune of like 15 and three straight up. Like the last 18 years, the Super Bowl defending Super Bowl champion is uh, 15 and three straight up, which is uh, it's, it's a pretty, pretty legitimate number. That's all you need the Philadelphia Eagles to do is to win this football game now. And they're they're pretty damn good against the point spread too. Doug Peterson has been great against the point spread, but once you win the Super Bowl, it changes everything. They're rich now, Cam. It's like uh, the Beverly Hillbillies. they they're they light, light. Yeah, changed. they struck oil. <laughs> and Frank
2: Reich's not there anymore either. Yeah, he was a big deal. Frank Reich did a great job with that team. So I, I'm with you there. And you you heard about the banner too? It's like Super Bowl champions. Like we don't want to look at that stuff. Like. There's a lot of guys on the Eagles who are just saying, you know what, we've got to put it in the back, in the mirror. We've got a big game ahead of us, so we can't worry about that type of stuff. And I agree, man. Once you rest on your laurels in the NFL, you're dead. I don't think, you know, I
1: don't think the Philadelphia Eagles are going to rest on their laurels, uh, but once you win, you've got the target on your back. Yeah. And clearly, as you stated, not resting on your laurels, but this, the same sense of hunger isn't going to be there. And and as I mentioned, Frank Reich's not going to be there. You lose your offensive coordinator, I do think it's, it's tough. You know, Nick Foles played well, well enough uh, in the playoffs to get them to the Super Bowl, and then he played great in the Super Bowl, in the Super Bowl game uh, itself. Uh, But, I know, I maintain, listen, Nick Foles has been around a long time, and Nick Foles is still Nick Foles. He's still just an average quarterback. It's not like suddenly he's great because he had a good Super Bowl. You know, the play feels like the Atlanta Falcons, but this game reminds me of, it. I don't like correlating college football an NFL football, but it, it really does sort of have a correlation to me, of of Michigan last week, a road team in Michigan, oh Notre Dame, over basically can't. If you look at the public in college, the public has been wrong, man. You know the public was yep. all over Michigan. Notre Dame sucks. There's no way Notre Dame beats Michigan. You know it's even though the game's in Notre Dame doesn't matter. Shea Patterson Harbaugh next night, uh, LSU are terrible. Miami's going to beat them. Ed Orgeron doesn't know what he's doing. They don't have a quarterback. You know, you go down the list, Arizona against BYU. Quite frankly, like I said, college football and NFL football are two different spears here, Cam. But the fact of the matter is the public's been wrong for the most part out of the gate in in football betting. And it scares me because now the public's all over the Falcons tomorrow. And you're part of the public. You're on them. <laughs> but you've got four <laughs> <You're> points.
2: <laughs> yeah. That's a big difference, morenzi You're right. And I'll I'll take the extra two and a half, three points. And you're right, great point. And even in the Florida State game, that line uh before kickoff it was seven and a half and then they bet it back down to seven. You saw what Virginia Tech did to those guys. Great co- you're right. College and NFL are totally different, but man, publicly and that's the thing, publicly backed dogs are suicide. We talked about it yesterday and uh now if everyone keeps on smashing the falcons i'm a little bit more scared but i like that cushion because we got a we're going to see a, cl- a cl- close game buddy and we talked to big man on campus one thing i think about philadelphia despite their defense being amazing i think people are underestimating atlanta's defense and dan quinn they've been getting better year after year after year when matt ryan struggled the defense was on the field a lot of the time and i think they're actually going to surprise some people and uh you know i think they're going to do pretty well i think it's going to be a real grind and uh, a tight game and i'll definitely think it's going to be within a field goal so if you got four i think that's an extra a huge extra point buddy yeah the um you
1: know, the Atlanta Falcons, their defense has, was greatly improved last year. You're, you're right about that. Yep. You know, we talked about it. The fact is Matt Ryan didn't play great in that playoff game nope. last year. You know, there were, there were a lot of balls that were a little bit, um, you know, a little butterfly-ish and, and just, you know, not a lot of zip. Uh, the accuracy was, up. it just wasn't meant to be. And we talked to, you know, we talked about hangovers and look, the Atlanta Falcons made it to the Super Bowl. A lot of teams don't make it back to the playoffs after making it to the Super Bowl. They did. And I, you know, I've been talking about this a lot in the offseason, but if you look back at that Philadelphia Eagle game against the Minnesota Vikings in the conference championship game, the Eagles pretty much dominated the football game. You look at the Super Bowl. Yeah, the Super Bowl was a close game, but for the most Eagles part, dominated
2: a lot of yeah, it, the Eagles were the
1: better team. It wasn't like, oh, they got lucky and it was one play. It was like, no, nah, they were the better team. They pretty much beat, you know, it wasn't really that much drama. They, they beat them down. They won the football game. The game that the Philadelphia Eagles had their hands full the most was the Atlanta Falcon game. Remember the Falcons beat the Rams. Then they continued on their journey and and they went into Philadelphia and look, man, they had first and goal from inside the five yard line, you know, with, with 30 seconds left or whatnot, whatever it was, they, they didn't run the ball. They kept throwing the ball and Julio Jones fell. If Julio Jones doesn't slip, And he still probably could have caught the ball. It was just a little high. He almost did. Yeah, he nearly (laughs) did, actually, exactly. And then there's no Nick Foles. There's no Cinderella story, and there's nothing, none of that stuff.
2: Yeah, no, I, I, I'm I, just, I think Atlanta is going to be one of those teams. I'm actually more down on their offense than their defense, Dave. Gabe. I think it, their defense is going to keep them in some games. I think they're going to be very opportunistic, and they need Matt uh, Ryan to be better. He was absolutely brutal. Red Zone made a lot of mistakes with that team, but the Falcons are kind of a mystery. People, yeah, they're still like, yeah, you think of the Falcons, you go, yeah, they're an upper echelon team, but are they that good when you look at the NFC? You got the Saints, you got the Vikings. I know you're high on Carolina. There's so many beautiful, like, solid football teams in the NFC, Atlanta kind of gets forgotten, but I think their defense is going to make a statement early and often this year.
1: Yeah. Well, speaking uh, speaking of Carolina, we're bringing on Whale Capper today.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I went head to head with Whale
1: Capper in uh, in Las Vegas <laughs> a couple of weeks ago, whenever yeah. it was. I lose track of time.
2: That's right.
1: Uh, yeah. I don't know when was it. I guess it was last Sunday, week. Sunday, buddy. Was it yeah, last was weekend or two weeks? I don't it even was, know.
2: It uh, was. I think I had one and we- one and a half weeks. Yeah, I don't who know, knows, buddy. I you know, only I don't knows, know. you bet Whale Capper five five bills. That's right.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it was, that's what I got called, the Stephen A. Smith of sports betting by Forbes, yeah. uh, Forbes Magazine. So, um, <laughs> so yeah, Will Capper's a real good guy, though, so we're bringing him on for the first time uh, today. Nice guy joining us. He'll join us at about 6.20 Eastern uh, time. We've got Lou from Gamblu. Lou. And uh, there's a big UFC card this week, and, uh, of course, Lou is also a big NFL better handicapper as well, so... Uh, we'll talk uh, football and fighting with Lou from uh, Gamble.com. Uh, Whale Capper will join us uh, a little bit later on. Uh, Cam's got a bunch of golf uh, picks uh, for us. We'll take a look yep. at the DraftKings prices. I went over the prices uh, yesterday a little bit. We'll we'll we'll, um, we'll dig in a little bit deeper. We we talked with Ricky Sanders uh, yesterday about who to start. And I see we got some callers right now. And basically every damn call is a who to start uh, question. <laughs>
2: it's a fantasy stardom sit question right yeah buddy?
1: yeah well you know what <laughs> fantasy football season is here it is here it is. so i can't i can't say well it's a dumb question but let's mix it up uh, as well seems like i swear to god though you gamblers you're all like degenerates man you're like big losers you're big loser degenerate gamblers you don't call in you tweet in your questions at least the fantasy people have the nerve to get on the air and call yeah. and I say, "Hey, yeah, right. wh- wh- who, who should think I start?" On the blower. Yeah, yeah who, who, the blower. <laughs> who should I start? All right, so uh, I, I, do we actually have a woman on old? Am I being informed? So we should go ladies yeah. first, since ladies I first. I don't think a woman's ever called our show before, so let's not keep yeah. her waiting. <laughs> <laughs> Terry. <laughs> hi guys thanks for
3: taking my call I was listening how you doing Terry welcome to, welcome to the to program it, maybe not your show oh thank you um so it's the James Connor should I pick him up is he worth it you got nothing uh, I to lose yes. he's in my yes well he's in yes. my uh, what is it draft lineup so I drafted him in a few just because but well, um well hold hold, I... hold
1: out hold hold out right now obviously listen I don't think Le'Veon bell is showing up Everybody thinks either. he's showing up. It's still, you know, it's it's still Wednesday right now. We, you'll really know tomorrow, Terry. This is what's going to come down to it. But, you know, I'm not, I'm not in love with them just because I think the Cleveland Browns, I sort of see a lower scoring game in this football game. So, you know, I'm not in love with Connor in this yeah. spot. Uh, but I personally, I don't really think Bell's playing this week. So I'll, I'll put it that way. I don't. I don't think Bell's going to play this week. So yeah. th- then it's sort of up to up, you if you want to play him or not, right? What What are your options? No, I don't want to play him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I don't so. play him. I just didn't know if he should be in my bench for. The yeah, season. no. Hold hold on to him because yeah, no. Well, listen, Le'Veon sure. Bell might get really crazy out of spite and say, you know what? I'm going to wait four weeks before I come back because he knows Terry okay. that he's not going to be a stealer next year, Cam. And they also know. Yeah,
2: and I don't think he's coming back.
1: No, exactly. And they're going to run his ass into the ground, man. They're going to run him hard, so hard. They're going to be yep. like, it doesn't matter if he gets damaged. He's not going to be with us anyways uh, after. And I think he knows this. And listen, he's going to lose about $3 million. Uh, I think it's $850,000 a week uh, with the penalties if he doesn't show up. So he'll lose $3 million out of spite. But, you know, I think he comes back after, like, I think he misses. My, my guess is, and thanks for the call, Terry, but and, and James connor's Thank a great you. guy too. I mean, this guy
2: beat cancer, right? And uh, at a young age. I like James Conner, Gabe, and he went to Pittsburgh too. It's a great story. Like I, I'm, I'm telling you, these people. But, but against the Browns defense prior of to of this stuff, I know, I know the Browns defense will be good. But the Browns defense doesn't match.
1: suck. You know, it doesn't suck. No. no, I
2: wouldn't give up on him just because you never know with Le'Veon Bell. He's a good handcuff. If, be- if something bad happens with Bell and he decides to wait a long time, I think Conner will be the go-to guy. and People in Pittsburgh are cheering for him, and once he when he's been in action, Gabe, I think he's done an efficient job. I think it's uh, definitely worth a bench spot, and yeah, you're right. Though it's a tough matchup against Cleveland. That defense is pretty good. <laughs> yeah, they've got some talent.
1: Yeah, it's not it's not like they don't have any uh, talent. All right, uh, let's keep rolling on the on the phone uh, on the phones here as long as we got people. Who's this? E R from Ohio. Yo, E.P. E.R. Emergency E.P. Room. E.R. Got a siren? I need help. I need help, E.P. E-R. Help me. Help me, man. Let's, let's go I got, right, I got to say, man, you know, saying's uh, E-R. writing is much better in computer form uh, than than it is in handwriting form, man. I couldn't tell if it was Terry or Jerry or, like, yeah. I could tell Jersey Shore. Where are you at in Ohio, man?
3: I'm in uh, Columbus, Ohio. All right. Okay. Oh, okay. Okay.
1: good stuff. Oh, good stuff. Well, at least they don't <laughs> suck like Michigan.
2: No, that, Ohio State's way better.
1: Uh, Ohio State wouldn't lose to Notre Dame. But uh, anyways, uh, anyways, EP, what do you got for us?
3: All right. Um, I got some questions about who I should start at my wide receiver position
2: this week. Um, I kind of loaded up this year on running back and uh, quarterback and tight end, and um, I kind of waited on my wide receivers. But this first week. I'm not really sure where to start. So who I, this is what I got in a 12 feet, uh, standard league. Um, I got Sammy Watkins.
3: Uh, Marcus Goodwin, I got Keelan Cole, and I got Mike Williams. All upside players, but I don't know
1: who to start. Well, you know, I, I, personally, out of this tie, I like w- you Williams, go walk, game, yeah, go, uh, Would you go with Williams? Yeah, Mike Williams is sort of the, the, the risk here. He's $3,900 in DraftKings. We were talking to Ricky Sanders yesterday, and Sanders said he really has him projected, like, you know, to get the fourth most, most targets on the Chargers in a pecking order. But without being stated, guys, uh, without without being stated, the the fact of the matter is Williams is a red zone threat. He was a red zone threat yes. at Clemson, and we saw in the preseason he went up into the into the corner of the end zone. He came down with the football. He's a physical wide receiver. This kid, I would me personally, I would go Watkins. I would take a chance with Watkins, and I I would roll the dice um, with. Uh, I would go because the the Vikings defense is too good. I don't want to take my chance with Goodwin in that spot. I would roll the dice with Williams and Watkins. Cam, what do you think?
2: I'm going to go with uh, Williams, and I'm going to go with Goodwin. I think he's going to get it done. He's the the go-to guy, Gabe. I don't believe in Watkins at all. I think he's going to have a down year. He always has down years. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. Even more down. Keep digging. Uh, We'll we'll, we'll get back
1: to these rankings. We'll take a look at the rankings uh, for week one, actually, for you guys. So we'll remember uh, those wide receivers. We'll talk uh, fantasy football. We'll talk betting football. We'll talk UFC, all that and more. Game time decisions continues. game time decisions red heat and rage radio i am gabriel renci fantasy sports radio network alongside Cam stewart well we're not alongside but uh we're we're doing the show <laughs> uh yeah, we're here yeah we're here you know it, it's funny because we were just asked about the the lot of wide receivers between who, who would you start? Sammy Watkins. So with Sammy Watkins, Marquise Goodwin, Mike Williams, and then Keenan Cole. And I personally said Sammy Watkins and Mike Williams. Cam said Mike Williams and Marquise Goodwin. So I'm looking at the expert rankings and projections uh, for this week, uh, Cam. And, you know, really it's, it's, it's amazing to me. Murky's Goodwin is ranked 36th uh, this week. 36th wide receiver uh, this week. Wow. Sammy Watkins, 37. (laughs) So, like, it's not like you can say, oh, that's crazy. I would never take Watkins. I wouldn't take Goodwin. You know, it's funny because I think Goodwin's down here a little bit because people look at the Minnesota Vikings. And then conversely, I think Watkins is down there because, like you said, Sammy Watkins has just consistently underachieved camp. He Like, he's never really had a big year. He's made big plays, and he's done enough to sort of tee. You never notice with him? He'll sort yep. of suck, like, for, like, seven or eight weeks. He'll get hurt. And then, of course, in December, you're like, oh, man, he could look good next year. But he's made some big plays, but there's never been any consistency with Sammy Watkins. And I don't know, like you know, now he goes to Kansas City, and from what I'm, what, what I'm, what I'm hearing and what I'm seeing actually too, but really like reading a lot about them is that he's failed to de- develop a chemistry with Mahomes. The, Mahomes loves yeah. Tyreek Hill. Mahomes, he's got a good thing going with Kelsey, and uh, the fact is that Watkins is just sort of an afterthought. Uh, afterthought, and. I used to just blame the Buffalo Bill offensive coordinators for not getting him involved, but there's got to be a reason why he keeps on.
2: You know, he's on his third team right now, basically in three years. Yeah, it can't just be the Bills, Gabe. There's a, there's an ongoing pattern. You talked about it. The first eight passes where Mahomes targeted Watkins, it was one for eight with a pick, like the thing, he had no chemistry, they weren't on the same line, every pattern Watkins was running, the ball was, you know, left, right, over, it was never there, he was never in the right position, but yet Mahomes with Tyreek Hill, and everybody else on the team, was right on point, so we have to look at Sammy Watkins over time, and we know what kind of dangerous player he could be, but it's kind of sad for a guy with his skill set, he seems to be regressing, and I don't really want any part of him. I know, I know. But look, you you want Keenan
1: Cole against the uh against, you know, the, you get to, him against Actually, the New York Giants. Actually Keenan Cole Keenan
2: Cole's kind of an interesting the thing with walk
1: I was going to say though, the thing with Walkin's camp is that if you're the San you're the San Diego, now I did it. You know, god, yeah, I if know. If you're I the know. stupid stupid LA it. stupid freaking <laughs> Chargers. If you're the you're the char- you're the Chargers, you're thinking, all right, man. We got to stop, we got to stop Kareem Hunt. We can't let Kareem Hunt get going. Like, there's a lot of weapons on the Chiefs, right? Like they're going to be yeah. And that's the thing. And, and in preseason, I know they they didn't look great, but they went very vanilla. And they, I think they're going to be able to score a lot of points. The Chiefs. So if you're a defensive coordinator, you're like, man, I got to worry about Kareem Hunt out of the backfield. I got to worry about some crazy reverse now with Tyreek Hill and Mahomes and some zone read option. And then oh yeah, I got to worry about one of the best tight ends in the in the league who's going to be open down the field. That's a lot of attention. Like, either Sammy Watkins is going to get man-to-man coverage and make plays, or really he can never make plays. Because we, uh, out of the list that we, we just went down, he's the fourth least threat, right? Yep. They're worried about Kelsey. They're worried about Hill. They're worried about Hunt. They're not really worried about Watkins. So there's no excuses. Now Watkins is going to have man-to-man coverage. And if he can't do anything in his system now, I don't know what could help him. I mean, he, he got lost in the system last year in the Rams.
2: Yeah, well we thought he was going to do well with the Rams and then there was no there was no chemistry there, right? Cooper Cup was getting balls. Robert Woods, Pharaoh uh, Fer, 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 Cooper, Robert Woods, everybody else we all know about Todd Gurley, he's a threat every time he touches the ball, but him and Goff didn't get any chemistry too. And interesting Gabe, you talk about the points that Kansas City's going to score and before you pull your trigger on the Chargers it's unbelievable that the KC Chiefs have beaten uh, the LA Chargers the last eight games too. Yeah, eight so there's a history a there, eight times in a row. A, a big divisional threat, and they beat them down. But uh, Mahomes also his first start, so maybe that streak will end. I think uh, the Chargers are going to come out uh, very, very angry, and with a healthy Keenan Allen, we know how dangerous they can be. So you better ride it till he gets hurt, right, buddy? All right. So here's some uh,
1: here here's the wide receiver rankings actually for this week. All right, guys. If you're wondering what the rankings are, the consensus rankings um, in a PPR format. I'm I'm saying PPR because of course you know the the DFS sites PPR, uh, DraftKings etc. So Antonio Brown is the number one ranked wide receiver this week against the Cleveland Browns, and I think the thought process. Listen, Antonio Brown's a stud, you know. But the thing, the thing, I, I to me the Steelers. This is their last year, Cam. I think they're going to implode eventually. They're getting older. You see Bradshaw's bitching about Tomlin. Ben Roethlisberger's had more surgery than Jenna Jameson. He can't go on like this forever. And, you know, to me, Le'Veon Bell's not going to be there next year. I don't think he's going to be there this week. So I think they're thinking, hey, there's going to be a lot, of, a lot of, you know, a lot of uh, targets uh, here for Antonio Brown. And I, I get that aspect. But like I said, I sort of get the feeling it's a lower-scoring football game in this game. But So Antonio Brown's the number one-ranked wide receiver. Number two is Michael Thomas who I got to tell you, Cam, I got him on two two of my three fantasy uh, teams this
2: year. I drafted Michael Thomas. High on Thomas this year. I would take Thomas over Antonio Brown because of the matchup. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers secondary is going to be shredded. Him and Drew Brees. I got Drew Brees in my other uh, high-cash league Gabe. He's starting um i i yeah and i wish i i wish i had thomas because they'd be the one that they're going to be the perfect pairing they're absolutely going to light it up i wouldn't be surprised if you got multiple touchdowns in this game you know a buck 42 touchdown i think he's going to be huge uh, the bucks have no answer for that I, I believe in thomas and i'd rather have him i know antonio brown is the man and he could do so many things but i like the matchup better against tampa bay than i do versus uh uh cleveland well, yeah, well you know what it's
1: michael thomas isn't cheap he's seven thousand eight hundred dollars on DraftKings, Antonio Brown is 8,600. Um, Hopkins is is 8,300. And Hopkins, you know, Hopkins is actually ranked uh, third. A.J. Green. A.J. Green's a guy that's just been totally sort of forgotten about. And Cincinnati, and no one's really ever high on Cincinnati. Cincinnati are at Indianapolis this week. A.J. Green's uh, ranked number four this week. Uh, Keenan Allen, five. Julio Jones, who plays tomorrow. Uh, six Devonte Adams against the Bears. Seven Larry Fitzgerald, the Ageless One. He's the eighth uh, ranked. Odell Beckham nine. Is that too low for Odell, considering how good Odell is? I think if you play DraftKings this week and you took Odell Bell, Odell Beckham, it would be a pretty contrarian play just because of all the, you know, the smack talk the Jags do and Jalen Ramsey
2: does. So people don't That's really it. want to touch Odell Beckham here in this spot it's not him it, that's the thing that's not that's not on Odell Beckham it's on the respect they have for the Jag secondary but no I Gabe? I think it might be a good secondary play you got to believe the Giants are going to make some plays they're not all going to be at Ramsey right and Odell Beckham after that contract and looking healthy I think he has a lot to prove and being that far deep in the wide receiver ranks it might be a great contrarian play
1: you know and one of our callers earlier said I think it was our boy uh, emergency room in Ohio <laughs> <laughs> yeah ER ER the ER. That's his new nickname, EP. It's just, I like your, ER. Your emergency yeah, room great. from now on. <laughs> <laughs> emergency room in Columbus. It's a,
2: it's a great handle. <laughs> yeah. like yeah. Emergency room. It sounds yeah. great.
1: <laughs> but I think he said, you know, that he sort of stacked up on running backs. And I remember a couple of years ago, I was one of those guys that sort of fell for that. Let's only draft uh, wide receivers. I was like, man, it's a pass happy league. what the hell do I want running backs for? You know what I mean like give me give me wide receivers and I used to wait I used to wait and and draft running backs late, like even in the fourth round. people were like you're nuts, but I used to always get like Carlos Hyde and stuff. nobody would want him. and i, I you know and I actually won leagues doing that, but i don 't know it's sort of gotten away from that 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 hasn 't worked for a couple of years, but where i 'm going with this is. I don't like any of these wide receivers. I swear to God, in the three drafts that I was in, I cringed every time, Cam, like almost every wide receiver. I was like, man, I guess, but I don't really love the guy. You know, I, I was like, okay. You know, I got Amari Cooper on one team. I'm not a massive Amari Cooper fan, but who else are they throwing to? Jordy Nelson will get hurt tying his, his shoes before, the, you know, before Monday Night Football. You know, to me, uh, you know, and the Raiders are going to be terrible, so I'm looking at Cooper thinking, you know what? maybe not a bad play just because they're going to be coming
2: from behind so much thing is gabe when you look at the fantasy rankings and stuff look at receivers guys who you don't have pegged are always stepping up it's very different for the running back you have a, a true starter all the time and unless he gets hurt yeah you have your handcuff but you know another guy in another team can step up sometimes the third and fourth guy in the depth chart that's why it's a lot it's a lot different and that's why you know when I go to drafts I try to target at least good running backs and it was unfortunate that David Johnson got hurt last year but you know what I mean like you can believe in Todd Gurley but when it comes to receiver a lot of time the second and third ranked guy step up and overtake the top guy that's why it's so dangerous dangerous to draft these guys high in fantasy pools.
1: All right, let's continue on uh, with these, uh, some of the rankings here. We'll get to some other positions, but uh, interesting talking about the wide receivers here. Devontae Adams is a player that I am very high on this year. You know, Adams, Adams is a good football player at Fresno. He's had some big moments. He's, he's gotten injured a couple of times. He's been criticized. You remember a couple of years ago, it's probably about four years ago, actually, three years ago, whatever, I don't know, man. It's all merged together right now. I just did a video for FanDuel Cam all right, before this show started, and it's to the point. I asked, uh, I, I asked Sussman right after. I said, "Did I mention? Did I mention uh, Frank Reich uh, at all?" He goes, "Yeah, yeah, you talked <laughs> about Frank Reich." I was like, "Did I? Did I bring up that trend?" He's like, "Yeah, I was like, "Okay, I just, I just wanted to make sure." I just, I just wanted to make sure. But yeah, look, looking at the rankings uh, here, uh, Devontae Adams is seven. He gets the Chicago Bears. Uh, this week, and I like Devontae Adams a lot uh, this year. I, I think he's going to be a massive weapon. We talked about it the other day. I like Jimmy Graham. I like this Packers offense, but you know the Bears defense is going to be better. But you know Roquan Smith is just still a kid, and Khalil Mack just signed this week. So you know it's 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 Devonte. I don't I don't have a problem with playing Devonte Adams, except he's not in my DraftKings lineup. Although I haven't finished my lineup yet, I'm trying to. Trying to do the, the the masterpiece here, Ken. The the, the perfect lineup possible right. for the the millionaire maker
2: for Friday. The,
3: I, no, take, I don't here. need a million,
2: man. Give me a hundred thousand. Yeah, I'll take uh, tw- 20 or thirty would get me out of a hole, Gabe. You know what I mean? One hundred. just want to take care of my line of credit. One <laughs> hundred. Your number? Yeah, we need one one hundred. Yeah. So four, far, four forty's my number. is a nice start.
1: You mentioned David Johnson. Yeah, David Johnson is. Um, David Johnson is somebody that I'm taking a look at here, uh, in DraftKings. As it is now, but I'm I'm sort of out of money, but not fully. And I like the players that I have here. Uh Deshaun Watson, my quarterback, sixty seven hundred dollars. Yep. David Johnson, running back, eight thousand eight hundred dollars. I think King Kong is like, on I top like, of the like building both. right now. King Kong. Yeah, it's, I don't know, seriously, like What is it, an inflatable inflatable King Kong, or what is it? I don't know. It's either King Kong's attack in a building or that Dominican parade that was yesterday. It's really, really still going on, man. (laughs) (laughs) They're still banging out there.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's good (laughs) stuff. I don't know. There's some weird noises out there. I'm
1: not the only one looking (laughs) around. Well, yeah.
2: Yeah, I, I, I'm across from Wayne Gretzky's patio, and yeah, like, chick, chicks are half-naked, and they got the music going. I got the soundproof windows so, yeah, so we're okay. The, the we're only okay. chicks that are
1: half-naked on 35th and 6th camera crackheads, all right? In fact, there's a chick <laughs> changing her underwear on the corner right now, <laughs> right in front of Starbucks.
2: Does she have a DraftKings team? Does she have a DraftKings team? No. Does she, have
1: yeah. a DraftKings team? <laughs> she plays FanDuel. She <laughs>
2: plays Fanduel.
1: Yeah, she plays, plays plays Fanduel. Oh. Um, so, <laughs> Dave David Johnson. Uh, I like Johnson.
2: I like Johnson. So this listen, week we
1: had we, yeah we had Ricky Sanders on yesterday, um, and he said that he thinks that David Johnson is the the best running back player of the week this week. Said he's got him projected to to be the best running back this week. D- David Johnson you're paying up he's eight thousand eight hundred dollars look Le'Veon Bell man he's not even in Le'Veon people Le'Veon Bell he's not even in uniform he's not even on the team exactly he's nine thousand four hundred dollars you get Alvin Kamara you know do you want Kamara or you want David
2: Johnson this week actually that's really really tough because I I believe Kamara is going to be huge I like both of them and I gotta go. with, What about Todd Gurley against the Raiders, Gabe? You gotta round up the podium with all three of those guys: gold, silver, bronze, or like horse, a triacta box. I think all three. Those are your top three guys. I'd go yeah, Gurley, but, Johnson, and I have Gurley in my league.
1: But the uh, but the the Monday night uh, the Monday nighter is not part of uh, oh, the million. Not part maker. of the deal.
2: Yeah, that sucks. Okay, then I go with Johnson.
1: Um, you know I like Elliott this year. I think Elliott's gonna get back on track as long as he doesn't grope too many chicks. Um, $7,700, but Carolina's defense is okay, obviously.
3: Yep.
1: Um, You've got uh, Leonard Fournette against the New York Giants, it said, 7100 The two running backs that I got in my lineup right now are David Johnson and Christian McCaffrey. Yet, yes. You know, I don't know. Is, McCaffrey, is, the, is the play McCaffrey this week against Dallas? Dallas' defense isn't terrible. Their defensive line isn't bad, actually.
2: No, it's very good, but Carolina's at home. I, we talked about that game. We thought it was a short spread. I think I told you, I'm very high on McCaffrey, too, the way you are. I think he's going to come into the gate. And one thing is, even if Dallas gets pressure on Cam, McCaffrey's going to get a lot of dish outs. It's not going to be just running, he's going to be a huge part of the catching offense and running offense, Gabe. I think he's going to absolutely blow it up. And at that price, even against Dallas I think that's a very very good play for you to roll out McCaffrey and Johnson that's those are two studs you can't go wrong there the McCaffrey 6400 if that's, you look that's a great price yeah if you look at the projections
1: Melvin Gordon is sort of one of the if you look at the price look Melvin Gordon's like ranked 4th this week in, in in the projection yet he's like the 6th 7th price so you could argue you're getting a little bit of value now I think that he's sort of climbing the, the ladder with a lot of the experts and projections this week is because of the fact that the Kansas City Chief defense has looked a little soft so far, right? So I think they think, and I think there's going to be points in this game too. There's going to be points in this game too, but they probably think Melvin Gordon is going to light it up,
2: and it wouldn't shock me, man. Melvin Gordon could put some big fantasy numbers up this week. I agree. I, I like I, I like guys on both teams. I'm with you. I like the over of that football game. I don't think there's going to be a lot of defense on either side. It's going to be an old-fashioned AFC West shootout there, Murrenzi. I think I could see like a big like 31-28 type of football game. It's going to be a, a lot of points. Fantasy owners, you want to get uh, attention to that game, Kansas City, San Diego. I think there's going to be uh, they're going to blow up the toe board. All right. So you mentioned uh, that you like uh, Todd Gurley.
1: Todd Gurley is the uh, the number one ranked running back of the week uh this week david johnson he's the
2: raiders yeah. he's gonna kill them he's gonna shred them no,
1: i'm actually very excited they'll no kill little mac uh, as well david johnson is ranked number two Kamara number three gordon four elliot five leonard Furnett six christian mccaffrey seven so he's right in the mix kareem hunt a dangerous uh, football player saquon barkley then nine dalvin cook ten so out of all these running backs like you said, I think I have a pretty nice combo here with David Johnson
2: and Christian McCaffrey. Couldn't agree more. I think uh, getting McCaffrey for that price is an absolute steal. And Johnson against Washington, I think both teams are going to score in that game as well. Yeah, we'll talk He's going to light it up. We'll talk more quarterbacks, running backs. But I got Deshaun Watson here,
1: but a little pricey. Sounds expensive. Sounds expensive. Uh, looking at uh, Phillip Rivers, Phillip River's a little bit cheaper. Game's going to be a shootout. He's always cheap. Game time decisions continues. Game time decisions, red heat and rage at radio. We kicked it this morning with Carton and friends, and it uh, got pretty hostile this morning. Yesterday was like a big love fest. <laughs> yesterday was like a big love fest, Cam. It's like the hundred show of Carton. The chat, the chat was all like, "Hey, Marenzi, great to have you there," and you know, me- Michelle Serpico was very bubbly and cheery yesterday. Today, the chat. There's, like, you know, half the chat's like, I hate this new dude, Marenzi, on the show. I wish he just stuck to his own shows. Why is he here? <laughs> so, people were attacking me. Michelle Serpico was, uh, you know, today she was uh, grumpier than uh, than she's ever been <laughs> before. <laughs> people were attacking Corey Parson in the chat. And, uh, and then, um... Carton upset everybody in the chat, and there was, like, 300 people in the chat, and they were all asking fantasy questions, and he basically called them losers. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> <laughs> he's
3: losers. like, listen, I don't
1: care about your stupid fantasy football questions, all right? And he's like, stop distracting the chat with Corey Parson and asking him questions, and... uh <laughs> Even I brought up, I'm like, well, it is the Fantasy Sports Fantasy Sports getting, Radio, yeah, yeah exactly. And I said, the football yeah. season starting in a day. He's like, yeah, yeah, you can yes. talk about it a bit, but come on, man. So, and then everyone got pissed at him. So it's just a big hostile uh, fest. So, you know, people can't complain.
2: It's all we've talked about for the first 43 minutes of this show is fantasy football. Exactly, and that's what we should be talking about, Marenzi. And uh, going through the DraftKings wide receivers just from an expensive... Uh, point and a lower point there's some guys that I've targeted the guys that I really really like I think Tyreek Hill at $6,500 is ridiculously low he's yeah. going to get some end arounds he's going to have some chance to you know return some balls also go deep any connections there boom oh you're going to get way over that price point T.Y. Hilton at $6,800 Indianapolis Andrew Luck at home versus Cincinnati only $6,800 it's a very very good price for a guy that could explode and be happy to have his quarterback back. Keenan Allen is $7500, we talk about him, his history against the Chiefs too. He lights it up against these guys and we like points in that game. And your boy at $7800, uh it's worth the money I think with uh, Michael
1: Thomas against the Bucks. Yeah, you raised you, you brought up some some good uh, good names right there. TY Hilton, a player that's flying out of the radar. Two guys that I like with this Colts offense coming into this year. TY Hill, obviously luck, but I think with the, the benefactors of luck being back, specifically a player that no one's really going to talk about, and his name sounds like it'd be a pub, an Irish pub right below the studio here Jack Doyle's.
2: Yeah,
3: Jack Doyle.
1: Yeah. Quinn. doesn't Jack down and Doyle Pat
3: Quinn
2: and Jack Doyle. Come yeah, down and do watch Irish UFC
1: drugs. 230 or Jack Doyle's. No cover nice. charge. Special on wings. Yeah. Jack Doyle's. Yeah. Jack, Jack. I got a copyright guy right now. Jack Doyle's Honestly. Irish
2: Pubs. Yeah, Jack Doyle's Irish pup. is yeah like, No, but Jack, you know Jack Doyle's like.
1: a good tight end. He's going to be a nice he benefactor. Uh, you'll see, like Luck,
2: Luck doesn't Jack want Doyle. to
1: get hit. He needs that safety valve. Hilton's his guy, uh, but I think you know we're going to see that uh, Doyle Doyle's going to rack up some uh, some reception uh, as long as as long as Luck's out there. I think Doyle's a nice a nice play actually. I'm yeah, not saying for this skins week and receptions. I'm not saying Doyle. for this week for for DFS, but I'm saying in a season long league.
2: Um, I, I had no problem making Doyle my tight end and, you know, picking him up in the later rounds. No, I think it's actually a really savvy play, and he's not a real big name. You, you talk about it, it. sounds more like a Irish bar or drink. who uh, come get pissed at Jack Doyle's. But I'm going to tell you, he's going to piss off other fantasy owners from because him and Luck are going to have a great connection. He's going to be racking up points for you. You know, looking at my team, my team's almost perfect so far,
1: except I can't continue at this rate because I'm going to run out of money. But, you know, listen, we've decided we're going to go with Philip Rivers at quarterback instead of Deshaun Watson. Everyone's going to own Deshaun Watson. You know, that Phillip, I don't think everyone's going to own Philip Rivers. We talked with Ricky Sanders yesterday. He thinks that Philip Rivers is the top sort of sneaky play that you know, is going to put up monster numbers. And you look all the dump-offs to Melvin Gordon. And basically, so I'm only paying $6,400 for, for Philip Rivers. And I'm going to stack them with a player that nobody's really going to own. But if you're going to win a million dollars, you've got to take a damn chance. And that's uh, that's Mike Williams. Mike Williams is $3,900, Cam. So I'm getting, uh, for 64 plus 39, I'm getting a quarterback and I'm getting a wide receiver. And listen, that Kansas City Chief defense is sort of rebuilding right now. They're going to throw the football at Mike Williams. I mean, they drafted him seventh overall for a reason last year. It's not like, you know, he's a fifth string, you know, oh, they hope that he's okay.
2: They expect him to be good. You know, maybe we get lucky we get two touchdowns out of him for $3,900. dollars i got to tell you, Gabe, uh, I love Phillip Rivers for the fact that every draft when people reach to get a quarterback – you sit there, and if you don't get the best guys, if you don't get Aaron Rodgers, you don't get Tom Brady, Russell Wilson, yeah, and these guys, guy you know what, then, there's yeah. no point. There's no point. That's what I do, and it, it helped me win uh, the league with my uh, buddies. These guys are stoned half the time. It's just you get Phillip Rivers so late in the draft, or sometimes he doesn't even get drafted. You go to the waiver wire pluck Thank you very much. I'll take Phillip Rivers for nothing, and then you watch these guys, and you know the difference between the top-end guys and the mid-tier guys. It's it's like nothing. You don't have to worry about it. I'll tell you, Philip Rivers, he's going to carve up that Kansas City D. Yeah, I expect this to be a higher-scoring football game. I, I, I think like the Chargers in in that game. I'm like, I know into the Chargers. Kansas yeah. City owes them, but it's Mahomes' first game, right? And I think he will have some good positive things. Hunt might get a touchdown. I told Tyreek Hill they're going to have a couple trick plays that are going to work. But Philip Rivers and Keenan Allen and Williams, like I, there's so many options there. I really think Philip Rivers is going to throw probably three touchdowns, Gabe. Well, this is maybe, yeah, maybe four.
1: This isn't something that's sexy, but let's jump. Let's jump to it right now because we're all business. Let's talk about the defense and special teams this week because listen, man, I like to spend as least as possible on this. I think it's very difficult to, to predict which defense. You can say, okay, you know, you can look at the offensive lines, and but a lot turnovers are, are very often a random anomaly, Cam. Okay? I remember last year actually it was hilarious. People mocked me, man. I took the, the Jets defense, it was like nineteen hundred bucks or something stupid. It was like really it was so cheap. I was like, you know, they could get lucky, you know, and I got ripped so hard on YouTube. I was doing a millionaire maker lineup and I swear to God, Cam, okay, like that the Jets defense had like two pick sixes, a, a punt return, like four sacks. I won money because of the defense. So I you know, if you look at the defensive prices, the Baltimore Ravens are the highest at thirty-eight hundred dollars. How do you approach defense? Are you going to spend thirty-eight hundred dollars on the defense, or no? No, I am mean, not. No. I did the, I, I did get the Cleveland Browns one one for two thousand dollars. The Cleveland Browns are two thousand dollars this week against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Nobody's going to own them. Imagine the Browns' defense steps up, holds holds the uh, holds the Steelers to fourteen points or something without Le'Veon Bell. Boom, you know what I mean? You 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 know they they get a couple of sacks, et cetera. So I'm gonna I'll take a look at the defensive rankings here, and because I'd like to spend least money on the defense here over a DraftKings, so I could really, really get a better
2: flex uh, player. You hear what I'm saying? I, exactly. But out of the out of the low end guys, you can't take Tampa Bay at two thousand. That's stupid. They're at New Orleans. Forty ers on the road at Minnesota. Twenty one hundred dollars pass. Texans against New England. That's. Uh, Suicide, twenty-two hundred bucks there. Cowboys <laughs> in Carolina, not interested. Chiefs, we told you, points galore. No thanks. So if you're going to look at two bottom end quarter bin, you know, let's go to the CD in the quarter bin. Yeah, but like you the just said, at two thousand or Colts at twenty-four hundred. Well, you listen, you those could, are those are bottom bin. Guys.
1: You could spend a thirty-eight hundred dollars on the Ravens against the Bills. That should be a lower scoring game. People are thinking old Peterman's going to throw a bunch of interceptions again. Uh, we'll see. The Jags, thirty seven hundred dollars. You want them against the Giants? That Giant offense has a lot of weapons. Saints. Saints defense is okay, but that game is going to be a track meet. You don't want the Saints deep. The Vikings defense will probably make some plays against Jimmy Denver, Garoppolo, maybe. but it's pretty. It's pretty expensive at thirty five hundred dollars. The Steelers at thirty four. Eh, Steelers defense is okay, not great. You mentioned Denver. Denver's Denver,
2: thirty-three.
1: Yeah, it could be a low-scoring game, but Russell Wilson's hard to—he's uh, hard to sack, and he doesn't he throw is. a lot of interceptions. Um, I'm looking at the Carolina Panthers. You know, they—they're gonna just really have to deal with Elliott running it all the time. You got the Seahawks at thirty-one. Like you said, no one really jumps off the page defensively. Yeah, I gotta own them. The Bills, three thousand. Uh, Titans are twenty-nine. Chargers are twenty-eight. Redskins are twenty-eight. Bengals are twenty-seven. What about that Cardinal defense? Twenty five hundred dollars against Alex Smith. Don't and do the do it. Don't do it, Gabe. No, you're don't big on, on the there. Redskins. This cheap. Cheap. You, know, you cheap, like. You cheap. like. <laughs> you like Washington. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Out
2: of your low grade guys. I don't know. I, I almost want to Carolina.
1: Good. I want to do it and take yeah. Carolina's defense or the Cleveland Browns at two thousand dollars. It'd just be complete yes. contrarian. Browns at two thousand.
2: These are the four defenses on the lower end that I would look at: Denver, Carolina, Cincinnati, and Cleveland. If you want to save money. That you want one of those four I think will
1: they'll they'll do good for you. The defensive rankings this week Baltimore, Jacksonville, New Orleans, I'm not buying that. No. Uh, the Rams, but they're not part of the milliemaker. Uh Minnesota, five. Yeah. Detroit, no. That's Denvers seven. Chargers are eight, no. Panthers nine. Tennessee, Pittsburgh, New England, Philadelphia, Cincinnati, Green Bay, Buffalo. Arizona's 18, So Cleveland is ranked 23rd this week, but they're the cheapest. Exactly. Dude,
2: I don't. thousand dollars The thing is, look at, like, sure, Pittsburgh's going to score a couple touchdowns, but. Remember the last time Cleveland played when they were worst team? Did they not a block a Pittsburgh punt? They did a couple other things that were very positive when they were a horrible football yeah, the team. The total is only 45 and a half in a game. It's not like it's supposed to be a track yeah, meet this game. I'm telling you, I, 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 I'm with you. If you want to save money on, on Cleveland, I think that's a savvy play. Will they be the best defense this week? No, but look at all the prices. You pay $2,000 to somebody else paying 3500 plus for the upper echelon defenses. That's the difference between winning or losing. I'd rather take my chances with the defense and get a better running back or receiver.
1: All right, so uh, Lou from com going to join us yep. in about five minutes' time. Uh, we look uh, forward to that. Um, yeah, it's been a bit of crazy, uh, crazy day. It's been a crazy week. It's been a crazy month, uh, obviously, but... Um, our run at the ZZ Top uh, Hotel is coming to uh, coming to an end. Oh, when are you moving into your new place? No, I'm not. I'm moving into a uh, a hotel on the side of the New Jersey Turnpike.
2: Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought you were, I thought you were getting. I didn't. I thought you were getting a place. The, Meta, the Metal Hotel.
1: The Meadowlands Meta-Land, View, <laughs> or something. Is that what it's called.
2: <laughs> yeah, you man. You can't make this stuff no, up. No, no, you
1: can't, man. Thing is. They oh, put, man, put it this way. Th- this place is like 100 bucks a night, as, so opposed, to, as opposed to uh, 2 two sixty. where that's what they suddenly exactly. wanted at my place. So I, I, G- I got G- no choice.
2: Kind of like uh, DraftKings. You're saving money on defense. You're saving money at the Meadowview. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, I'm, View. Not, I'm
1: not overly happy with the, uh, the housing situation that I'm
2: going through, to be honest. Yeah, I, well, that's the thing. I don't know what's going on. You're so all comfortable in your and house. You're all comfortable uh, not in right, house, Dave, and I'm at leases right now, and... I got another soundboard there. I invested in it because I didn't want to lug that thing in my Adidas bag, you know, through the four. What is it? One hundred and ten degrees there today in New York. I'm so actually. Yeah, but you're not. But you're not living in
1: a hotel on the side of the uh, highway of the New Jersey Turnpike. That's true, Gabe. (laughs) That's very true. And you don't have to be in Manhattan at eight a.m. No, no, Every I day.
2: don't. No, 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 Which I don't,
1: no, no. it will be a challenge considering I am on the side of the Turnpike.
2: I got to tell you, Brad. On, a, on the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's big leagues. Yeah, it's I, nothing yeah. but glory.
2: You're really well you're, you're you're in the big leagues, but it sounds like you're still like uh, you're, r- riding like my uh, the AAA bus to the uh, to, uh, to, to the major league
1: stadium. Yeah, exactly. It's that's
2: That's what I'm getting yeah, from no, this. But, so but it's the, like the you're problem, major league, but
1: hey, Yeah, yeah, but the, the problem is like uh, any move to any new town there's always going to be a couple of weeks. Like, listen, you know, a lot of people just stay in the same town they've been in their whole lives and stuff, right? But yeah. I went to Vegas. It was the same thing. They were like, yeah, you can get this condo in, in a month. And I was like, well, and I was living at the uh, living in a hotel. But I remember when I got the condo even, I was in Vegas. I had no furniture. I Basically, I remember when I was all wasted, I slept on the floor. I woke up, my back was killing me. <laughs> like, I passed out on the balcony on a blanket type thing i was like man this really isn't what i envisioned for vegas and then you know a month later or whatever i had a bunch of furniture and you know life moved on it was tough i've only been here for a couple of days it was unusual circumstances in my personal life and um we're actually close to closing with this condo but to be honest i'm starting to care less and less now because get this i can move into the condo on september the 15th the same day i'm coming back to do the record Wow. Yeah. So I got to pay, like, you know what I mean? I'll be paying, like, big money for it. I won't even be here. So the lady called me this morning. She said, like, oh, you better do this. I was like, listen. I responded to the email. I said, this is the information, you know. Get back to me with your decision type thing. Because uh, even Cardano uh, brought it up at this point. Hey, we could ride it out in uh, the Meadowlands Paradise uh, until, uh, <laughs> until, until we October do it. 1st. Well, basically, I come back. I do the record. And then I'll know, okay, I'll have the money prepared. I'll know what I, I have to do. Because, you know, Cam, listen to this, bro. The rent is 3300 bucks. Then they want, uh, it's not first month and last month. It's rent and a half. So they yeah, want. They told me. It's like, like nine grand. Yeah.
2: So. That's it's, it's a, unacceptable. It's kind of
1: insane, really. You know, it's, it's t- actually,
2: stu- I got to be honest with you. I don't care if it's New York or the city's encrusted in diamonds. That's nuts. Yeah. And I'm going to tell because you, Cardano's your actually trying to talk me yeah. out of it. He's like, "Dude," he goes, "I like Cardano. Stop back, do, do the one. record and figure it out when you come back. You Co- <laughs> know what? Cardano's giving you good advice, and as your co-host and friend, I'm going to give you advice. Screw that. Stay at this Meadowlands thing till October first, because you know what? Paying for an extra day's is a, it's not just a couple hundred bucks. It's going to be thousands. And as your uh, buddy, it's football season. You need that cake. Well, the Worry only about it in October. The only the,
1: and the plus side of it is at least I'll be close to the Meadowlands FanDuel Sportsbook. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, you got to think about the positive, 12, buddy. Twelve-minute drive down the uh, down the turnpike. <laughs> never imagine. You never, you never know where your all life is going to turn. I never pictured living in a hotel across the street no, from the. I, I, I told you, <laughs> the I Jets told you, giant stadium.
2: <laughs> I actually told uh, Oakley yesterday while I was doing the show, and I was very s- serious with him. I go, "Are you going to retire soon?" He's like, "Yeah, it could be in the next year." I go, "The minute you're gone, I'm selling my place. I'm gone." I'm with you, man. I'm up for a new adventure. I'm up for a small town, and uh, I'd like to bank some cake. And uh, if I, you know, if I'm around, I wanna, I want, I want to have some money in the bank to enjoy life. You know me; I love food. Yeah, there's a lot, a lot of good food here. It's one, one,
1: that's uh, uh, one good thing.
2: Oh yeah, how was the meatball place you were talking to me about?
1: Oh yeah, I went to Mike's last night. Now listen, if that guy's name is, it is a winner, if that guy's name is Mike, my name is uh, Osama. So his name wasn't Mike. No, I didn't like it. They make it sound all like nice and low. Well, yeah, They make it sound Italian. No, no no, like, no, where's no, no, Mike? no, 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 no. I think they were Egyptian. They were. Uh, I think. I think it was Egyptian. There seems to be a lot of Egyptian people in uh, in New Jersey. I'm not kidding. I'm not I just yeah, saying that. they The thing about Egyptians is that when they're cooks, they could they they can do a little flavor
2: of all countries. Yeah, no, they no, have no. The a glo- guy. A
1: global uh, palate. No, they're very good. I got I got I got the uh, Mike special uh, cheese pizza, with extra cheese. And uh, I got to tell you, Cam, when uh, when Mike says extra cheese, he means extra cheese. Like, they, they have it's to stay not- to Wisconsin. You know, like, when there's so much cheese, when you open the box, it's stuck to the top. I, that's what I crave. That's what I ask for. <laughs> like, there was, like, chunks of cheese stuck to the box. I ordered onion rings with it, real healthy. Oh, I like that. All right, man. It was like uh, a pizza box full of onion rings.
2: It wasn't like a little like you got You got to invite me to New York. This sounds like eating paradise. Do yep, you know that's why everybody uses all- two ingredients now? It's a joke. Yeah, it's, yeah,
1: I know. <laughs> Screw them. Some, yeah, some some pizza place you get away with that. There where it's not an extra. All right, True. Lou, Lou joins us coming up
0: next.
1: Game Time Decisions. Game Time Decisions. Red Heat and Rage Radio. Fantasy Sports Radio Network. What was the name of that dude at the uh, Environmental Protection Agency? I'm probably in the wrong room when I'm asking these guys. I think it was Scott Pruitt. He was a pretty sleazy dude. Scott Pruitt, yeah, he tried to get his wife a job at uh, Chick-fil-A or got a franchise or something. (laughs)
2: He's like, see, who, see. he's like, who would Chick-fil-A's want Chick Fil A's got a real good thing going on now. They're little like family friendly. My kid lost his doll there, and they had a. Oh yeah, he like, noticed you noticed it. You see, during the football campaign, I'm like, these guys are really. Uh, They're so the full of it
1: now. I you see, know, it's unbelievable. Yeah, you see, they have a campaign. He goes, yeah, like one month ago, I went to Chick Fil A and I forgot to get my three dollars change. He goes, I yeah, went yeah. back like a month later, the guy still had it. He he starts crying. No, it's the, like, dude, it's three dollars, bro. Like, you know, crazy. really.
2: Now, what he said, he goes, I kept your change in my back pocket for a month. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure you did.
1: <laughs> they're just trying to remind, uh, they're, they're trying to make people uh, forget that they, they yeah. hate gay people at Chick-fil-A. Yeah,
2: yeah, it's another and thing. So, they like, they're like, no, no, we really family nice. friendly.
1: Yeah, as long as you're not gay. As long as you're not Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres and her girlfriend, not allowed it. <laughs> We're just kidding. It's inclusive. That's the thing, though. They said something like anti-gay. The owner did something about you yeah. know going to hell type thing. You know, religious guy. And then Sarah Palin, of course, was like, "I think we need to support Chick Fil A," and uh, you know because of their stance on you know same-sex marriage. And then Chick Fil A took off after the fact. I personally think it's overrated. Um, yeah. It's okay. There's only one uh, chicken uh, vendor for me, and his name's Colonel Sanders. Let's bring in uh, Lou. Let's bring in Lou right now, Gamble. We'll find out his fried chicken of choice. Lou, how you doing, Lou?
3: I'm doing great, gentlemen. Always uh, a pleasure to speak with you, boys. And as far as fried chicken is concerned, uh, really, uh, it's it's Lolo's chicken and waffles for me.
1: <laughs> Lolo's chicken. Lolo's, and Lolo's chicken and Lolo's. waffles. Lolo's. Never heard of it. We well, go local on our ass here, Lou. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: exactly. You go. You're going local. But I gotta tell you, I can eat fried chicken any day, any time, any hour, and even if it's grocery store fried chicken, oh, I yeah, love yeah. fried chicken. Yeah, yeah. You yeah, too, yeah. Lou. I love it.
1: You know what? Uh, the yeah, the chicken chicken or waffles. I've had it uh, a couple of times. Cam, you ever had it with the? It's basically like fried chicken, and they just put it on top of some waffles. But you get maple syrup with it too, so like it's it's pretty lethal. You know the chicken, the ma- the waffles, and the maple syrup.
2: <laughs> Why do you think McDonald's went to McRiddles? They had a thing where they did a test, right? And people people love maple syrup and, and breakfast and food. It's just one of those things that makes it even sweeter, Morency. Sweeten the pot. <laughs> sweeten life uh, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> sweet,
1: sweeten. How about? Uh, do you have El Pollo Loco in Arizona? I assume you do, Lou. Right? El Pollo Loco.
3: Yeah, we have that, and we've got uh, we, we've got what you were just talking about. What is it? The, the uh, Chick-fil-A, um, but we also have another one, and I think it's regional, maybe national. It's called Cane, and they do a really good job. My 22-year-old eats the hell out of it, and I think that's a <laughs> a, 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 a spot for a bunch of young kids that are tw- in their 20s. Probably all our listeners.
1: Cane, cane, cane pizza, cane uh, chicken, cane uh, chip fried chicken. It uh, sounds, sounds all right. um All right, Lou. So, hey, NFL football is here, UFC as well. I've been all over the place, Lou. It's been a hell a hell of a whirlwind. We miss you in Vegas, but we'll see you there. Uh, we'll see you there next year. So, it's hard to believe. Actually, I know what the date is, but it always freaks me out when I see it. yeah wow, we're in September now, September the eighth. So here it is, Darren Till and Tyron Woodley and. I know you've been pretty vocal, uh, Lou, in, in the past like you know, year, year and a half or whatever, about Darren Till and his basic disrespect uh, for weight classes and his disrespect uh, for making weight.
3: Yeah, I have been. But you know what? Why should I be really critical of Till? It's the UFC that's allowing him to grossly miss weight against Stephen Thompson, fight him in a controversial close-fought decision, and then they reward, then reward him, him with the title yeah. fight. Yeah. It's it's just ludicrous. And and you uh, know what he saw I it. Did. I
1: talked about it too, Lou before, and I I was I was the same way. And it was nothing personal against Kevin Lee, but I remember Kevin Lee made a mockery of it. The dude was like six or seven or eight pounds over, bro. Like he didn't even try. And oh, he lost a little bit of the purse, and uh, you know he couldn't get the bonus. He he beat the shit out of Musasi, I think it was whoever the hell he fought. I forget off the top of my head. He, he killed the guy. Like, he really destroyed the dude. And he weighed like six. You know, he didn't even try to make weight. The other guy tried to make weight. It wasn't Musasi. Musasi's bigger, right? I'll look it up in a second. But he killed the guy. And, and then after Lou, and people were like, well, he didn't get a bonus, so he wasn't rewarded. It's like, no, he, he was rewarded. He moved up the ladder. Like you said, you don't get punished, right? Like, you can, oh, you lose the, the, the little percentage, but you don't get punished. You look at boxing in some states, they take 50% of your purse. You'll show up making weight then. And but that's the UFC, you know. Dana White won't punish you. He'll punish you if you tweet something negative about him, but he won't punish you. You know, if you take steroids, he won't punish you. If you throw a dolly through a window and get glass in people's eyes, and he won't punish you if you miss weight, Lou. So why, like you said, it's hard to blame the inmates when when the guards aren't doing anything, right?
3: That that's my biggest issue. I think the fight you were alluding to, uh, Gabriel, was the Michael Chiesa fight. Yeah. Okay. And right, I mean, the Prisaris has done it, uh, Munoz has done it, and and look at uh, the girl right out of the they used to fight out of the lab, Mackenzie Dern. They, oh yeah, she was like Do six not, pounds over too, yeah. and then she yeah. talks smack it, after
1: Lou after she wins, like she's a champion it, it, or Remember Darren Till? It, I saw the video. Sorry to get rambled up now, but you're right about Till. I see the video. Darren Till, afraid of nothing, no obstacle can get in his way. Yeah, except a scale.
3: <laughs> yes, and and quite honestly, these fighters have just decided what you're saying, uh, Gabe, is to forfeit purse to take a step forward in their career and get the money down the line. It's a sound business decision. I don't blame the fighters for doing it now. That said, this is a title fight, and what condition is Till going to come uh, to, you know, he's been at the UFC Training Institute. All that's well and good. At the end of the day, a 215-pound man's going to have to get to 170, and we'll see if it can happen. The thing with this fight,
1: guys, is, and I see Till is now a favorite at some spots, you know, minus 115. Or minus 115, yeah. To the, to the 105s, et cetera. but you know this, Lou. And it frustrates fight fans, Cam. But, I, you know, and once again, I'm not going to blame the fighter for this. Woodley doesn't fight to entertain. You remember in the old days, like Chuck Liddell would say, I fight for the fans, right? Vanderly Silva's fighting for the fans. He's fighting to make an exciting fight. And if he wins, he wins. And you know what I mean? You know, Tyron, Woodley doesn't look at it like that. Woodley looks at it like he's the Baltimore Ravens. You know what I'm saying? Woodley's like... My job is to hang on to this belt and win the fight. My GSP job, he was like that exactly. Game. My job isn't to entertain you guys like some sort of you know you know bar fight here. So Woodley can frustrate people. Does I think he can frustrate Till as well? What do you make of this fight? Who are you leaning with? Because one thing with Woodley, he is pretty good at coming up with game plans and sticking to his game plan. You and I talk about this often, Lou. Fighters don't stick to the plan, or B, they don't have a plan. Woodley will have a plan and he I think he he will frustrate Till a little bit. Till will sort of get angry that Woodley's just not standing in the pocket with him.
3: Uh you bring up a lot of good points. First of all, we got to acknowledge cuz I always do that Till is 10 years younger, 3 or 4 inches taller and a lefty, but he's not going to have any leg or arm reach. The other thing you mentioned that's really good, now those are Till advantages. The other thing you mentioned and the other thing that I want to bring up is that Till is a street brawling fighter. Yeah, he spent a few years in Brazil, you know, learning a a little uh, BJJ, but when when cracked, he reverts to the street. And I don't give him near the advantage in fight intelligence and IQ that I do with Woodley, who, oh, by the way, is an all-American wrestler, college graduate. So, IQ, fight plan, and wrestling ability I give to Woodley, and there's some physical advantages that Till is going to bring in. All that being said, I really do like Woodley in this fight. I think he's focused, and Till's body of work, who he's fought against, is completely incomplete and nowhere near the competition level of the who's who that Tyron Woodley has faced.
2: I gotta ask you guys then uh, before we get to the the, you know, the other fights in the undercard, Gabe and Gamble. If you guys are in charge, what do you what do you do? Like, what percentage of the purse do you think will be enough for these guys to say, "Screw it, I gotta make weight" or whatever? Like, say it was Gamble and Morenci in charge of UFC. What do you say to these guys who who come in uh, eight pounds overweight and stuff, Gabe? What do you do?
1: Fifty percent, fifty percent, sixty percent, like at least got, 50. no fifty. You say, "Listen, you lose half your money if you don't make weight. You you, you only make half the money."
3: I, I would approach it in a little different way. I would bump up, currently it's like 20% or 25% of the purse. I'd keep it at 20 or 25% fine that goes to the other fighter. Uh, you can't be over two pounds, because the guy that comes in a pound and a half clearly tried, so maybe there's some dialogue That's there. True. But if you come That's in true. over a pound and a half or two pounds heavy, it's a 30% Loss of purse if you fight, and if you fight, it's an automatic loss. That will yeah. stop it right now,
2: or or a suspension,
1: right? All right, you're you're wait, you can't fight again for another six months or a year. But you know what I mean? Like if you really, now that's a little extreme because obviously it's sort of like speeding. You don't want to call, you know, you're not going to bust someone for going one mile over limit. But they made a mockery of it. By knowing that you know what i 'm better off being twenty pounds heavier than the other guy and losing fifteen twenty thousand today and putting myself in line like Lou said for a million dollar fight you know in, in a year right they 're thinking long term and you know I guess they say hey if you ain 't cheating you ain 't trying but it 's hard to respect these guys to just make a mockery of it um, as far as you know before we 'll we'll take a quick break in a couple minutes and we 'll talk football on the other side with Lou but I'm looking at this card here, Lou, and I see a fighter that I have a lot of respect for, and Karolina Kolokovic. She's a big underdog against uh, Andrade. Shoshenko's a big favorite. Um, so it looks like we've got quite a few uh, female fighters on this card. And uh, Zabit is back. And everyone always loves watching this guy uh, fight. So what do you make of the card, Lou? Does anything catch your eye on this card?
3: Yeah, the, one, the last comment I'll make on Till Woodley is, don't be surprised if this is a complete snoozer fight. Uh, the over-under is like four and a half. It's going to go over. Uh, Till's going to try and be patient and keep him on the outside. If, if I'm managing Woodley, I have him fight like Hagler fought Hearns. And I think 1985, when it was war, and they came out and 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 Hagler just attacked him. That's what I would instruct Woodley to do. I don't think that's what's going to happen. I think Woodley's going to want to make Till go into second or third round, tire him out, and then wrestle him. And I think he's going to be successful with that. But this fight is going to leave everyone that watches it with a bad taste in their mouth because I think it's going to be boring. So uh, moving down to some of the other fights, uh, a lot of overs with all these 115 and 130-pound ladies fighting. Uh, I do, I'm do. i totally fascinated with Stammen and Sterling, as well, Jimmy Rivera and Dotson. There's really some excellent fights on this fight card.
1: You know, looking at the totals here, uh, the Andrash fight is um, minus, minus 250, 2.5 uh, in that fight. You mentioned Sterling. Uh, the Sterling fight—that's a—that's a big total there, to two and a half minus three fifty uh, wow. to the over, and uh, Diego Sanchez. His total is only one and a half. Uh, Diego Sanchez. Wow. Mass- Plus one ninety. Against uh, Craig White, like this guy, like is Sanchez going to fight forever, Lou? Is this the deal? Is he trying to set like a Guinness <laughs> book of world records?
3: <laughs> He—he's a fighter. And it's part of the issue with athletes, but it's a bigger issue with fighters is that, you know, when you're trained to believe that you're this, and most fighters believe that they're fighters, they, they they have to try and find something to evolve into when their career at 27, 30, 32 years old is over. And I hope that Diego can find something other than fighting because clearly he's gone too long. And, and this kid is younger, taller, longer, he's going to cut him to ribbons.
1: You look, so he lost to Matt Brown. He lost to Ian Quinta. He did beat Marcin uh, Held. Uh, he lost to Joe Lozon. He beat Jim Miller. He lost to Lamas. uh Pearson, that was a screw job, that one. He never should have won that fight. Uh, Pearson got screwed. He lost to Miles Jerry. He's lost to, you know, good fighters, but nevertheless, I mean, the wins are kind of few and far between here. So you you don't think uh, you think this guy that he's fighting here, Lou, is is the right favorite here, Craig White?
3: No, I I def I definitely do, I, I, and I I think it's it'll be apparent uh, when we watch it. Uh, the The fighter against the white that may have a chance could be Jim Miller, who's fighting against the other white on the card. But but Craig White's going to be just too too young, too fast, and too skilled for Diego Sanchez.
2: Lou from gambling
3: Jim, Jim Miller's
2: no spring chicken
1: either, boys. He's no. been around the block. Yeah, he's been around forever as well, man. He's been around forever as well. All right, Lou, we're going to go to a break in about a minute or so. So anything else on a UFC card uh, you want to talk about? Any fights uh, here? And then on the other side, we'll talk NFL football.
3: Yeah, the, the main dog that I'm looking at outside of now Tyron Woodley on the fight is Nico Price. I like the fact that he is a six-footer. He's going to have two inches of size, height advantage. He's five years the younger man, and he's going to have three inches of reach in legs and arms. He's also more versed in the fight arsenal with tools. He can fight on the floor. He can grapple. He has Muay Thai, and he fights out of Denver, high elevation. Al-Hassan is nowhere near as versed, and I like Price in that fight as
1: Plus 120, plus 125. Lou, gamblu.com uh, with us. We're going to take a quick break uh, with Lou and uh, Cam Stewart on the other side. We'll talk NFL football, set to kick off in a little more than 24 hours. Time, Red Heat and Rage, Game Time Decisions, Fantasy Sports Radio Network continues. Game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage Radio. I'm Marenzi. Cam Stewart, Lou, uh, joining us right now from Gamble.com. Whale Capper, Whale Capper will join us uh, in about an hour's time. And if you recall, I was on the panel with Whale Capper in Las Vegas at Nevada. Nice guy, but uh, things got uh, a little bit heated uh, between me yes. and him. You know, in, in a competitive gambler uh, yeah, it was spirit. Rarely. Uh, but he was basically mocking the Carolina Panthers. And I uh, said, all right, you know, put $500 on it if you want to mock them. And he wanted the number nine. <laughs> I insisted a, on eight and a half.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, it eight and yeah. a half. That's I don't know where, be, it, he,
1: that's a, I don't know where he's coming up with nine with. Right. So, yeah, it was, it was eight and a half. And uh, so, yeah, no, me and Will Capper are good, actually. And uh, we had Andre Agassi on the show this morning on Carton and Friends. And uh, he was actually in studio. And it turns out Whale Capper's actually a big tennis capper as well. He said he's doing some tennis capping, take, doing some tennis videos, I believe, for SBR. And uh, then he'll be joining us at about 6.20. So we'll talk a little bit about the Panthers, yeah. then uh, then we'll move on. And I'll tell uh, I'll tell Whale Capper the story about how uh, Cam tried to play me. Cam tried to play me and uh, go a head-to-head prop with the Arizona. What team did you want? San Francisco versus Arizona. That was it.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, we without, can still
1: do some stuff, Gabe, but uh, without any we'll games, work on that. Yeah, without any games. <laughs> You're like, well, I'll take that bet.
2: I'll give you two and a half.
1: I'll take that bet. All right, let's talk NFL football with Lou. So, Lou, we're less than, uh, well, not not less. We're about 24 hours, a little more than 24 hours away right now from the start of the National Football League season. Yet it seems like uh, the season's already begun and the bettors know something because they're all betting on the Atlanta Falcons. I talked about this um, on a FanDuel video that I did. Defending Super Bowl champions are 15-3 and three straight up last 18 years in their season opener. It's, it's amazing to see the fact that the spread's down to one point right now, Lou.
3: It is a little amazing. And, and uh, I made a handful of early moves when these numbers came out months ago. And, and that's why you're seeing some dynamic change here through the preseason and such. Uh, we'll get back to normalcy after this week when we only have a week between games. But uh, at 4, 4.5, I teased Atlanta up to 10. And now with this thing hovering down around zero, I do believe uh, Philadelphia is getting undervalued a little bit. And, and at a pick em, uh You can get a money line minus 110 Philadelphia pick. I I think that that's a a solid consideration and one that I will make. Uh, It's a consideration I will make. Uh, I'm looking at the spread tickets. 31% of the spread tickets on Philly, but 55% of the money. And in the money line, you got 23% of the tickets are on Philly, but 44% of the money. And yet, when we look at parlays, 71% of the parlays have been placed on Atlanta. So you, you clearly have a sharp side and a public side in this game.
2: No, great point, Lou. And we were talking about Gabe and I. The best part of the number when this line opened up offshore, it was four and a half. Now down to one, we're looking over a field goal there. And conversely, I've been following you on the Twitter and seeing, you know, you were big high on the Eagles under. Did you say we if, don't know when? Did you say we don't know
1: when Wentz is coming back? Did you say the Twitter? I like that, Cam. <laughs> yeah, the Twitter. You sound like a like what? You sound like Grandma, like I'm grandma. I've been following have, you on, on yeah, the Twitter yeah, yeah. there.
2: On the Twitter. I've been following you on the Twitter, Just Lou. Just say I've been uh, following you
1: yeah, on Twitter. On the Twitter. Yeah. On the
2: Twitter. I like, I like on the Twitter, Gabe. But uh, anyway, confer- hey, Lou, I know a big part of your Eagles under was the situation. And who knows? Foles is starting now. How, who, who the hell knows when Wentz is coming back? They can't screw around with this guy's future.
3: No. And now we're starting to get indications that the Eagles may rest him for a month or half a season, even longer. There's all kinds of speculation. But for a guy that's an old saddle and been around as long as me, none of that is surprising. You don't come back from an ACL, MCL on the pivot leg of your throwing arm if you're a world-class quarterback in 10 months, unless your coach hates you or the (laughs) second-string quarterback (laughs) Or your second-string quarterback is absolutely terrible. Now, in Philly's case, the second-string quarterback happens to be last year's Super Bowl MVP. So if, in fact, Foles has trouble and struggles, and let's understand that he hasn't played a lot there. Wide receivers have been injured and we don't really know who the running backs are. So if it gets tough, there's going to be pressure on Wentz to come back quick. And quite honestly, uh, if Foles does great, well, Wentz will pressure himself to get back quick because at their core, athletes are insecure and they want to come back quicker than they should because you have to protect the athlete from himself. And this could happen. And if it manifests itself now, uh, Peterson's already tired, of answering questions about quarterbacks, can you imagine his demeanor if this continues for six weeks?
1: Yeah, you know he's pulling the, the old Nick Saban right now. You're right; he's tired of The Thing yeah. is, hey, welcome to the big leagues, coach. You want to win yeah. Super Bowls? You want to go on Fox Business and Pimp Books and ESPN? Then don't be. You know that that's that comes with the territory. People are going to obviously be interested in the yeah. quarterback situation. All were great points. Lou just brought up and I think this is what makes this game sort of fascinating from a gambler's perspective is you really can't make an argument for both teams you can make the argument that Atlanta quite frankly were the better team in the football game last year when they played against each other they're in a revenge situation they don't have anywhere near the injury situations that uh, Philadelphia does the Super Bowl hangover oftentimes we see it in hockey when teams watch the banner go up they're a little flat after the fact uh, but then, if you look at it from an analytical standpoint, and I brought this up earlier, Lou, the, the fact that it's one point right now, and you know, essentially becoming a pick'em. I mean, you add three points for home field advantage, even in the worst case scenario. It's hard not to argue, actually, that there's almost value on the Philadelphia Eagles right now at minus one. Even though I like no, the dude, Falcons I, in this game, but I understand like that. Like I said, it's like a it's like a Supreme Court case. You can make an argument for both sides on this one.
3: Yeah, I think so. I can tell you that the only way I would play it is Philadelphia or pass, and quite honestly, we have 16 NFL games this Sunday. we got about 40 games on Friday, Saturday of college, 56 football games. I'm going to play two or three NFL games all weekend long. I think the Atlanta-Philly game is a perfect game to watch and learn. We don't have to play every single night, and that's one thing that I really – try and stress to people you're no fun uncle lou are you an, are you an action are you an action player or are you a, a businessman and so uh, in our pursuit of bottom line we <laughs> are a little more selective
2: you're an action player gabe
1: was <laughs> the first game of the year I know', know lose no right. fun Uncle Lou
2: Lou's right though I, I, uh, I, I, I know he's right for hey you, Lou gives us good advice but mine God come on god you're you're playing every you're playing almost every damn game on the board you can't no, i I'm,
1: I'm not playing every day not playing every I'm not playing every damn game on the board either but I've been guilty of playing the TV games and it's the first game of the year i'm not I'm not going crazy on this game but i want I want some action on it. <laughs>
3: And, and don't be, don't be uh, ashamed to play TV games. While everybody will tell you there's no value in the TV games, they're actually asked backwards wrong. There's tremendous value yeah, people, in the you're TV You're right. People games get scared. You're right. Yep. You get, you get public pounding on those things, whether it's Thursday and it's the first game or Sunday or Monday because it's the last game. And if you, if you read the numbers correctly, you can find great value in those TV games. The year
1: that we finished eighth in the Super Contest um, with, um, with with our partners, we realized it was basically like prime. we were primetime kings. Like we crushed the Sunday night and Monday night games. And it's funny because a lot of people in the Super Contest really avoid those games. They don't want the Monday night game. They don't want the Sunday night. You know, They're like, oh, it's a high-profile game, but Lou raised a good point. The public will, will hammer it and and they, they could be wrong. You could be getting some value on the other side. And then conversely, you're sorta of, you know, the the thing about football is you're always getting a team's best effort, only sixteen games, but even more so on prime time. Every team's even more focused. So at least I know if I'm betting on a team on prime time that they're they're not they're, they're probably not gonna be mailing it in. So let's let's move on to some of these other other football games on the board. Uh, Cam's already bet the Baltimore Ravens. I think that that one should be done with trepidation. I think there's a lot of judgment, Lou, over Nate Peterman in one game last year when he threw five interceptions. I'm I'm not so sure the Baltimore offense is justifiably linked. Seven and a half points. Andrew Luck is back yet. The money's coming in on the Bengals as that's down to two and a half uh, right now. Texans getting six and a half against the Pats. Remember last year, Deshaun Watson put 33 points up. I think it was his first start. He put 33 points up on the Patriots, Lou. They're getting six and a half. The Texans do intrigue me as underdogs.
3: Uh, the Texans absolutely intrigue me as underdogs. And they're, they throw that number out at six and a half. So they, they're, they don't want to give you the seven with the Texans. It's almost like they're begging you to tease that New, New England game down, and I would caution against that. I I think the Houston defense could be very sound. They they know they've had a target on this team all preseason, and New England has serious issues with continuity at wide receiver. Yeah, they got Gronk, but but who else is Brady going to throw to and uh is sony michelle is kind of on the shelf one of their running backs so i think this could be a competitive uh football game here yeah
2: lou uh, gabe and i were talking yesterday about pittsburgh and cleveland and at cleveland now even though they're doormats they're kind of like the public's doormat now they're on hard knocks you know everyone Ooh, the browns are going to be better win total up to five and a half only, and you four, look at point, this line. only four points now exactly only four points now Lou And we talked about it with the first game and hopefully we can find good sides of the number all the time and I know a lot of people are just going to say hey Cleveland is going to be better but uh we might even see three and a half uh, by this game there Lou and Pittsburgh's not
3: getting a lot of respect versus Cleveland you.
2: what do you think they're trying it to bait, the bait you. line well, no, they're exactly. trying to get you to it,
3: bet it, on Pittsburgh it, it's interesting because this is a sharp versus square game once again. You have eighty percent of the parlay tickets are on Pittsburgh, and when you look at the the uh, spread tickets, you got twenty nine percent of the tickets being written on Cleveland and fifty percent of the money. I'm telling you that in in Vegas, and I can't speak in New York, but I know in Vegas, you got the sharps vomiting all over Cleveland. Now, before you get too excited about that, let's realize <laughs> last Sharks year the there. sharps puked all over Cleveland all year and got their <laughs> brain beat in. So yes. it's always best to hasten slowly. Yeah, Cleveland got the backdoor cover in week
1: one last year in this game.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah but, Gabe, the but they were getting the seven, seven, a, they were getting weeks, seven I know, and a half, I not know, four.
1: I know, I know. And listen, and, we're and, doing – that's
3: all a reflection of Levy and Bell. Yep. And let me just tell you something about that. That team is pissed at Le'Veon Bell. This, is, this young man, James Conner – is a second-year running back. Last year they were a little hesitant with him because he was a rookie and didn't know what he was doing. Not to he's mention, Lou, man he was a rookie. And he's a man.
1: He was a rookie, Lou, that was coming off of beating leukemia. Right. Yes. I mean, we're talking. Yeah. yeah, we're talking about a kid that you know his 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 journey is an incredible one. Actually, well, cancer right. slash hemkins lymphoma, lymphoma leukemia et cetera, an incredible story, as you stated. Oh, and he's he's from Pittsburgh. He played at Pittsburgh as Cam brought up. And he's a working and he's class, yeah. Man. Exactly. And
3: look at the opportunity ahead of him, and that whole team is going to say, "Young man, you're with us." And he's saying, "I'm with you." And they're going to go out there, and uh, you know, I think that's going to be a great game. I look for Cleveland to be improved, where Pittsburgh could have some questions. Another game, I'm I'm really not too interested in chasing. Again, of the ones we've talked about so far, I, I, I really would feel more comfortable with Houston thus far uh, than than the ones we've discussed.
2: Lou, I want to talk about uh, San Francisco, a team like Cleveland that's uh, a lot of sharps. Hey, San Francisco, basically, you know, these guys can't lose with Garoppolo. Everything's going to be great. And you look how good Minnesota is you got Kirk Cousins at home. It's under a touchdown. Do you have an opinion on this game? I know a lot of people are high on San Francisco, and I think a lot of people are going to smash uh, the 49ers this year in a lot of games.
3: Yeah, I'm seeing it go the other way right now. looks like, the, from again, the just early indications, and there's not a lot of action on this game, but it looks like Minnesota's getting a little bit of love. Uh, the way I look at this game is Minnesota's issues this uh, preseason has been with their offensive line. And the strength of the San Francisco team honestly is their defensive front seven. So I see positive matchups for San Francisco and I could I see this as, I see every game as Minnesota, except for maybe some division games. I, I see every game as Minnesota trying to win twenty to seventeen. So I would I would tend to lean a little to San Francisco here, but it's not one really on my radar. Again, I'm trying to be real selective.
1: I can tell you guys, uh, we're starting a new program uh, this evening, and uh, it'll be live to tape. It'll, you know, it's, it's it's week one. We're just gonna work the kinks out. It'll it'll eventually be live uh, down the road. But all the all the programming will be up on the Fantasy Sports Network YouTube page. And it's Sports Rage versus the Machine, and you know, Daily Roto, of course, is the premier uh, fantasy and DFS uh, site in the world by far, uh, won the most money. Uh, with Stein and, of course, with Drew Dinkmeyer and, and, and Leone and Ricky Sanders and many, many others. Uh, but DailyRoto.com slash betting is, is now a thing, and they're taking their fantasy projections and their computer you know, algorithms, etc. and and using them for gambling uh, purposes. So we're going to be doing the first show tonight, and it's going to be cool. We're going to go head-to-head. So the show's called Sports Rage versus the Machine. I'll go head-to-head with the machine, and we're bringing in Mark Lawrence, so uh, Mark Ooh. Lawrence's playbook and his projections will go against the machine. And then uh, Teddy, Ted Savransky he doesn't have a database, but Teddy's just a, a smart ass that'll go against the machine. <laughs> so <laughs> Teddy segment is smart ass versus the machine. Uh, but I wanted to bring this up, actually, in the fact that this Minnesota Vikings-San Francisco 49er football game, with the point spread being 6.5 in this game, the com computers have uh, Minnesota winning this game by 5.9 points. So it's not a a ton of value, but it just goes to show that this isn't a route or cakewalk uh, for the Minnesota Vikings in this game.
3: I don't think with that San Fran defense, it's going to be. Again, offensive line issues are not what you want. And that's about the only cheek in Minnesota's armor. I do like Minnesota in that division and in the NFC quite a bit, but yeah, you can play a lot of two-point games. I look for San Francisco to be uh, a, a good, solid team, but maybe not as hyped as everybody believes with that, uh, with the way they finished last year.
1: Now, I don't want to give away everything uh, from, from Daily Roto because we're going to talk about this on the show, but one of the games that we are going to focus in on was that Cleveland, Cleveland-Pittsburgh Cleveland game that you guys were talking about. and Of course, the number is four, and... The computer, the computer has no emotion. So people are emotionally attached to the Cleveland Browns. Even yeah. if you're not a Browns fan, you almost are. People are like they want to see the Browns succeed. And, well, I think they can win. I think they can cover. I think we can go over the number. But the computer actually thinks that there's a little bit of value now with the Pittsburgh Steelers here. All right. Yes. Uh, the music's playing, which means uh, we let Lou go. You want to uh, check Lou's winners out? Go over to Gamblu.com. That's Gambleu. Com. You can also uh, follow him on Twitter, at Gamblu. Always a pleasure, Lou. Thanks for the time, sir.
3: My pleasure, guys. Have a great week, and good luck to everybody.
1: red heat and rage radio continues daily as i mentioned i'm really looking forward to the sports rage versus the machine uh show Machine's here pretty good gabe pretty and good. uh and the projections we always tell you guys, listen, man. Dick Meyer Sharon, the, you know, the programs and these guys, so we've got access to all the projections now, just in time for football season. We're looking to kill it in fantasy football uh, as well. Uh, we had fun. We'll talk more fantasy football in the six o'clock hour. Cam's got golf. I don't have. I've given up on baseball, Cam.
2: Yeah, I've done my last uh, I got a lot li- of DFS lineup. I got, a li- <laughs> I got a lineup for you, Gabe. I'm. I'm, I'm well, you got I'm a going baseball lineup until the end. Of course I do, buddy. You you work your ass off. It wouldn't be right if I just came. Hey, Gabe, I got nothing. I got two golf lineups and a baseball for I appreciate you. appreciate so that. We're, we're, we're action-packed. I appreciate the hard work you put in. So I said, you know what? For people playing baseball, I actually did some work on I'll it. I'll have at, a football uh, lineup tomorrow for, like, the DFS. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna have a, we, yeah are we going to go individual? We'll do uh, one of those showdowns for the Eagles-Falcons game probably, right?
1: Can I play in the state of New York, or should I put my DraftKings picks in uh, when I'm at the Turnpike Hotel? Turnpike Hotel. I'm not sure. Did it legalize is DFS legal in the state of New York yet? No, they just they it's like it everything is. else in New York, like weed. They no. talk about it. Cuomo yeah, Cuomo's useless. Cuomo's, you know. <laughs> he just is. He just is. I almost hope the chick in the sex in the city beats him
3: oh yeah that's right
2: that's she's, she's, that, that red-haired chick uh what cynthia her nixon name? amanda or something yeah, that's her name Cynthia Nixon. yeah i don't know her what name on, on the show
1: i know her real name i, think I don't know. A, i watch it amanda? with my chick
2: i think it's amanda or something
1: uh, she's one pissed anyway, off she's chick. annoying as hell on the
2: on the show she drives me nuts
1: yeah in real life she seems pretty annoying too <laughs> she's like bitching a cuomo about like the new york subway system she's like i take it every day it's horrible I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, yeah. When you're a big star in Sex in the City, I'm sure yeah, you were taking sure the D trade every day, one. honey. Yeah. You know, like, yeah, that yes. sounds like bullshit.
2: Yeah. Get off Cuomo's back. <laughs> well, you uh, better get going with the legal when it comes to sports gambling. Yeah, and, the uh, lead, DFS, 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 come the on. Exactly, buddy,
1: legalized up. gambling. You notice Chris Cuomo, though. Chris Cuomo bitches about everything. He never brings up anything his brother does as Governor of New York. Oh, <laughs> like,
2: great point like Lorenzo. he just
1: ignores it and he's always talking about like the truth and face the truth. It's
2: like bro, you've never even mentioned once that your brother's the governor of New York who everyone hates. <laughs> you ever notice too he's got that new show where he like uh, he's doing like murder things now too. Like, talking to people, like, incarcerated, you know, see if they're innocent or guilty, and doing, like, these mini-docs and stuff. He's got a lot of hands and a lot of pies, that Cuomo. Yeah, he's a
1: busy man. I, I can't hate on him. He's hustling.
2: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: But, he's, yeah. Exactly.
2: Yeah. He, he's hustling. <laughs> All right, he's so. He's hustling big time. He's hustling. He gets a lot of money. That guy's uh, not broke, though, Marazzi. He gets a nice paycheck. Oh, no, no. He's not He's not broke.
1: He's a competitive son of a bitch, that guy, too. Like, you know, he's, he's the type of guy that goes home and, like, First thing he wants, you know he's telling him, you forward me those ratings the second they're out, the overnight ratings. And, you know, he's having, like, a glass of scotch there. He's taking his, yeah. his tie off. He's like, son of a bitch, I lost to Sean Hannity. I read I read a thing about uh, about Chris Cuomo. Like, here in New York, somebody, like, at, at a corner basically, like, looked over at him. I guess Cuomo's got, like, some sort of jacked-up car, of course, right? He's jacked up, too. Yeah, of course, so... Some guy, like, basically challenged him to drag race, and Cuomo, like, took the bait. And I guess Cuomo, like, told the guy after, I'm faster than you, I'm better than you, my car's better, I'm better, the Cuomos are better. Like, he's like the Mendelbombs, like he's a competitive dude, the Cuomos, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Mendelbombs, Cuomo. <laughs> that's, that's great. Yeah. All right, so that's so good. we're talking about DailyRoto.com slash betting. And so basically, Cam, I've got projections here right now for, for the point spread for every game. For the money line, money line percentage, like Ooh. what's what's the percentage, you know, of, of a team, uh, what, what's their chance of winning the football game? Actually, and I'm always fascinated by that, actually, as well. And you know, this, this this isn't just percentages. This is the daily roto percentages, right? You know, put together by some of the smartest fantasy players and computer geniuses in in the industry. So I, you know, I do take it. I take it somewhat seriously. Now, one thing I've noticed with the, the projections here, Cam, is like, look, we talk about the point spread and, oh, okay, they only like the Vikings 5.9, but the spread is 6.5. Well, in the real world, that's, you know, you're getting a point six. that is a difference. Yet, it goes to show how sharp the actual oddsmakers' numbers are. Yes. You know, like odds oddsmakers set a number, and then you got Dinkmeyer and these guys coming at it, and Dinkmeyer is not a pro gambler. But they're just going, you know, we're talking about their, you know, not him specifically, but guys like this, that their numbers, but where it's different, and this is why I like to bet totals, there's more of a discrepancy camp. And I'm noticing this when I'm looking at the projections with the totals. Like, you know, basically they don't really have any big edges in in the games. You know what I mean? Like the Saints are nine and a half point favorites. They like them by 10.6. All right. So there's a one point differential yeah. there. I'm looking at the totals here, like Falcons-Eagles, they they think that they think this game only gets to forty one. It's forty five right now at some spots. Yeah. Right? They're that's, saying forty one. That's huge. Here's another one, like the Browns and the Steelers. They're saying this game only gets to forty one and a half. I think it's a lower scoring game. They're saying it gets to forty one point seven. Same thing. It's forty five the total in that game. You hear what I'm saying? Like there they, there seems to be more discrepancy and bigger differences with their total projections than the point spread projections, which the totals are harder to predict for the odds makers. So I'm gonna and me as a total better. I'm gonna bet the differences. I'll basically look. All right, there's a
2: difference of three points here. I'll, I'll bet it. That's smart, Marenzi, and that's the thing. When you look at these things, you have to find edges in any way because you know Vegas isn't gonna give away money. And to to your point, I think there was guys like Dink Meyer and like the smart guys in those rooms when they come up with those numbers. It's basically you you know what it is, Gabe. They throw it in like Mark Lawrence's supercomputer, but there's also things. Home field advantage gets this. There's percentages. The total is That's a whole. The thing. To the casual animal, guy, it's a Kev, whole different animal. To an idiot like you or me,
1: and we're thinking, "Well, who cares about the point six percent?" Right? We're like, "Yeah, really? Is it really going to come down to point two or point six percent?" But the thing is, if you look at the volume and you're betting three hundred games in a year, you would obviously you add up three hundred times point six, and suddenly you just you gave yourself an advantage. It's like counting cards, Ken, Right? You're better off knowing what cards coming out of the hand, out of the deck next than not, aren't you? Like any edge you can get, you need. I mean, you need to win 52.3 percent of the time just to break even in this thing. So you know, any yeah. edge, any point six, any little edge that we can get, I'll take that edge.
2: And that's the thing. So when you're looking at the the point spread, and you're saying, "Wow, there's a .6 in the game," and you're getting over three in the total. That's significant. That's a field goal. And that's been, and these numbers have been crunched, Gabe. So, you know, these guys, basically, their supercomputers and their minds, they put this together, and we talked about it earlier. We kind of like the under in this uh, uh, Atlanta-Philadelphia game, and we talked about the Pittsburgh-Cleveland game where there's going to be a lot of defense and scoring's going to be hard. So if you're finding discrepancies of three or four points instead of fractions, that's significant.
1: You know, one of the surprises, and we're not going to give away all the projections uh, here, but uh, we'll you know, give you a little tease, and uh, Dosa, so you're going to want to sign up for this stuff. But um, one, one, of the, the big, um, one of the big surprises to me, and this is once again, because the computer and the DailyRoto.com betting algorithm, it, it has no heart. You know what I mean? It, it, it has no heart. It is, it's a it's machine. It's a tin man. Yeah. So you look at the, the public, the public, we do have hearts. It's hard to believe, you know what I mean? Especially, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really? Our hearts
2: have been hurt and, and scarred yeah. and we've been beat down, but we have hearts. You combine the beating. two cities that we're talking to
1: from New York and, uh, and Toronto, there's probably about like six hearts combined. There's a couple of nurses that are nice. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, you know, I don't know. This is, but you know where I'm going with this. People have emotion. And what's the emotion right now? That the Raiders suck, right? John Gruden's an idiot, you know, uh, Mark Davis has a stupid haircut, they traded Khalil Mack, they don't know what the hell they're doing, and it spreads up to four, yet the computer's not feeling that. The computer actually likes the Raiders this week, but this is where it's sports rage versus the machine, and I say the machine's wrong. (laughs) I say the machine's wrong, and I do not trust the Raiders, but it could be a trap cam up to four points. It's hard to lay four points on the road in an NFL game.
2: It's weird when, because every time we look at these lines and it's basically they get in your head, right, Gabe? Like every time we're doing something, now we flick, we see where the line moves. Like just a couple minutes ago, uh, uh, Washington, I know you were high on Arizona. I see Arizona one and a half now. That game opened up as a pick. So it starts to play games with your mind, especially how long we've been betting for. And you're right. I, lo- I, I, I like the Rams. We all think the Rams are going to be great. But we have to weather basically. It's one of those things that you go, wow, we know they're going to be a good team, but it's week one. We know the Raiders over time, I don't think they're going to win eight games, but they're also at home getting four points, so yeah, I'm with you. Like, if that line goes up a little bit more, I'm scared. I'd rather put the, I think the Rams win the game, but I'd rather have more money line parlays with with the Rams.
1: Yeah, and the New York Jets, of course, play on uh, Monday Night Football uh, as well. That number's uh, been holding strong right now at uh, six and a half. Arizona-Washington's an interesting game. Alex Smith, yeah, this Denver, Denver, um, Denver-Seattle game is interesting. One thing, uh, you know, Denver, Denver have won, Cam. I believe they've won like eight straight home openers, actually. And you talked about the number eight as well with the Chargers and the Chiefs. The Chiefs have beaten the Chargers eight straight times, including four straight times on the road, eight straight times overall. The Broncos have always been a good week one home team. You know Seattle, pretty pretty beat up and banged up uh, right now. Yet this week one is kind of tough. And I'll tell you what, they should be releasing the numbers over at the uh, the Westgate any minute now, any hour now, as well as the Ultimate Football Contest. There better be like uh, there better be like an Ultimate Football Contest. Like did I get scammed? <laughs> I keep waiting for lines, and you know
2: like I don't know. Yeah. What yeah a, when, no, when can what I start I making picks? Psych! We took your money. <laughs> I could really use Imagine that twenty five hundred dollars cash lines. right now. <laughs> Exactly, exactly, and as for Seattle, Gabe, you heard the news today, Uh, Earl Thomas, Thomas he's he's basically said, hey, you know what, I'm done with you guys, but I will be a man and play this year, apparently the reports that Dallas Cowboys offered a second rounder, Seattle told him to suck it, Uh, I I would have taken that second round pick, because I'll tell you one thing, Earl Thomas will not be a Seattle Seahawk uh, next year, and you'd probably want to get the most for him, but Pete Carroll's thinking, without Thomas, we're going to be even more screwed, but I think, you know, it would be nice if they got a first, but you know he's definitely not going to be a Seahawk next year. He's flying out.
1: Yeah, you know, it's going to be an interesting year for the Seahawks. It's going to be a long year. It's
2: going to be a rough year
1: uh, for the Seahawks. Yet, these other teams in the NFC West, they're still young teams. They still have to prove themselves. I mean, the Rams had one good year, but can they put it together again? They're a stacked team, obviously, but can, can they put it together again? Um, the San Francisco 49ers had a good end to the season last year with Garoppolo. He was, what, 6-1, and one, I think he was, or whatever. He was. But can, can he do it again? A lot of teams that he played weren't playing for anything. There was a lot of just sort of circumstances that went their way. Yet, i got to tell you, too, I'm, you know, I'm a big Minnesota backer, and Zimmer has been one of the best coaches against the spread in the National Football League over the last, you know, four years since he's been head coach at the Vikings. Yet, now It sucks. The thing that pisses me off, last year, Cam, this game, the spread would be three. Because, oh, Kirk, uh, because uh, Case Keenum is the quarterback. And, oh, Teddy Bridgewater. Teddy Bridgewater is like 22-6 and six against the spread. You know, Zimmer and the Vikings are one of these teams. They're not a high-profile team. So you'd get value, and they would cover. But now that Kirk Cousins is there, and they're all public, and a lot of people think the Vikings could go to the Super Bowl with Kirk Cousins. Now we've got to deal with a point spread like 6.5, and, and I don't want to do it. Still too you high. What,
2: Gabe, uh, after having Gamble on, I'm actually praying that line gets to 7 and the 49ers are going to be on my card. I was thinking about that, too, and I know it's Garoppolo, and I know they're going on the road, but San Francisco Luda brought up a great point. Their front 7 is absolutely lethal. It's Kirk Cousins back there, and what do we know? Yes, he'll make good plays, but he'll also make big mistakes. I have faith in the 49ers, and that's well, he too did. many points. And-
1: we'll see. He, forced, he used to force things often with Washington. He does. And sort of get a free pass because the Redskins weren't great. And listen, Kirk Cousins played good football with Washington, but I watched almost every Washington Redskins game, man. I probably did watch every game. And there were a lot of times when Kirk Cousins was actually the, the problem. There yeah, were a couple was. of times when they wanted to put McCoy in. and I, You know, listen, they they... They the franchise tag crap that they did with them all those years in a row finally took its toll. Like Kirk Cousins used to be a rah rah guy with the Washington team, but even players on the team said the last two years he was just so pissed at the organization that he wasn't really himself. You know, in the huddle, and you could tell that it was wasn't about his teammates; it was about him and him as his a little stick. feud. A stick, right? Yeah, exactly so they listen to a man they're happier in washington right now guys that alex smith is there they're talking about how kirk cousins never was really a leader in the huddle or clubhouse that he was always sort of his own guy they said alex smith talks to everybody on the team and is like you know, a real leader type but now there's no excuse for kirk cousins cam he's in minnesota he's got 25 million dollars a year he's got adam thielen kyle rudolph and stefan diggs he's got dalvin freaking cook and he's got one of the best defenses in the National Football League. Like He better produce. There's pressure on Kirk Cousins. And he's never really played well in a big spot before, to be honest.
2: I'm going to be honest with you, too. Like, looking at Minnesota and how high people are, I'm, I'm actually kind of tempering my judgment. I think I'm going to take the under. Uh, I like what the Bears have done with their defense. I know they're young, but they're going to get better as the season progresses. Aaron Rodgers has a chip on his shoulder and a lot to prove. You look at Green Bay, they're absolutely lethal. So you have to you have to beat those teams, Gabe. They're with the wins total for Minnesota, I know they got a damn good team and a damn good defense, but you also have teams that you're going to have to play tougher schedules. I and Kirk Cousins, and when push comes to shove, he's failed a lot. I think people should w- worry about Minnesota.
1: Well, it's the thing. It's one thing to put up big numbers when there's no pressure if you're on a six and ten team yep. or seven and nine team. Yep. Now it's like, all right, dude, you got to beat Aaron Rodgers on Sunday Night Football, bro. Yeah, right? luck. you're going head to head. There's no no excuse. We gave you the highest contract of the time, of of any other quarterback. So there, there's no excuse. Can he live up to that? Uh, you know, and it, we'll see with Kirk Cousins. Is he a fancy quarterback? Now, Alex Smith, I do have respect for, and I think Alex Smith can win some football games with the Washington Redskins this year. But I, you know, I, I have a lot of respect for this coach Steve Wilkes in in Carolina. That was Carolina's DC, and now he's in he's there in Arizona. Similar situation, we're talking about Cousins and Bruce Arians, where Bruce Arians sort of became such a big star that it was sort of just about him and not the team anymore. And I think they're happy that Arians is gone. I think they'll be more focused uh, right now. Um, So that's a real tough football game. I am leaning with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, All this fantasy football talk, let us remind you, uh, the DailyRoto.com is putting more than $25,000 on the line for its subscribers uh, this NFL season, entering paid contest on FanDuel, bringing you along for the free roll. Have a chance to win big uh, this year alongside SportsGrid CEO Jeremy Stein, one of the only men to have won separate million-dollar DFS prizes. Each week, we'll select lucky subscribers to sweat it out with us and split 50% of the profit. No profits this week, no worries. Your name will get uh, tossed back into the hat uh, for the following week Head over to dailyrodo.com Slash Sweat Learn how to get uh, In on the action Of your share Of $25,000 That's com Slash Sweat Just like the boys In the booth Are sweating up here It's like air traffic control They're dodging each other And It's hot I've been staring yes, At Jude Dinkmeyer's face David For like the last Three hours man I hit a big US Open bet He just looks so rich And happy all the time He's just smiling. Like, uh, life's good for Dinkmeyer. His wife's baking of like velvet, he's like rich. cupcakes, and he's rich. He's rich, I tell ya.